Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 240 of Be With Me, 7 Minutes of Biblical Wonder. And we're going to go a lot further than 7 minutes today because today's meditation is a uh, gift to my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. And it is looking so far in the future. So what kind of a gift could I possibly give to future generations that would be of some value and some use to them? It's an interesting question. So here's where I want to go with this is you know that the memories of me are going to totally fade. People will not be able to remember my name in a generation or two. Uh, the photos of me will all be faded. The digital representations of me, perhaps we've got destroyed. This podcast can't be found, etc., etc. My mind will be gone. My voice will be gone. I will hopefully be taken by disease, disaster, or disintegration in 50 years. Lord, please take me home. So, what can I live? What can I leave then? I was thinking. Uh, uh, about our scripture today, which officially we're in John chapter 10. And uh, the story is, I'm going to only leave you four words of scripture today, and that's what Jesus says. The rest I'm going to fill in with the story. The Jesus has defined himself as being God. The Jews are mad. They're going to stone him. They pick up rocks to stone him. Jesus pulls out a scripture that's a thousand years old, from Psalm 82, and it somehow stops them in their tracks, and they don't stone him at the time. So he uses a weapon, if you will, that's a thousand years old, and today that weapon is 3,000 years old from this psalm that he, he quotes. And then he adds to Scripture, and he says these four words, Scripture cannot be broken. I'll say it again, Scripture cannot be broken. So he quotes Psalm 82, and then he says, like almost in parentheses, almost like a throwaway, Scripture cannot be broken. Now this is this should really blow our minds because that means it is otherworldly. We live in a world of moths and rust and decay and entropy and just basically things falling apart. I just want to illustrate that. We went uh, to my wife's grandfather's farm uh, back in the 1980s, and in the in the field, in the way back field, was this. Um, I think it was a 1934 Roadster uh, car, and it had a tree. It was all rusted out. You could you couldn't even recognize it barely as a car, and it had a tree. And I'm not not a little tree, a big tree growing through its uh, driver's seat and up through the roof, and. Think about this. In in at the time of World War II, that 1934 car would have been already old, if not ancient. And eventually, at some point, let's say 1945, I'm making this up, they dragged the old car out to the field, and then uh, rust and decay uh, do its magic on it, and it basically turns into into dust. So it's the old story of these field finds and these. Uh, barn finds. 
So this is as if Jesus goes out to the field of scripture, if you will, and he chooses a field that's a thousand years old, and he finds this car, this scripture as it were, and there's not a tread gone from the tires, and the car is out there in the field, is shiny and bright and functioning and powerful and thrilling. Remember the thrill, perhaps, of a new car? If you if you got into that 1934 Roadster, he's able to get into it a thousand years, years ago. And if I get into it now, it can still thrill me. And if you get into it, my children and grandchildren... Many, many years from now, 500 years from now, it can still be as thrilling of a new car, fast, beautiful, reliable as it ever was for me or for Jesus a thousand, 2,000 years ago. I'm having trouble hearing you. Or for uh, the people of the Old Testament. So... The point is that scripture is still intact. So 500 years from now, if you're discouraged, like we were talking about yesterday in episode 239, if you're discouraged or weary, remember this, that scripture cannot be broken. Or if you're stuck in your sin, scripture cannot be broken. It's still reliable for that problem. Or if you're marveling at creation and you wonder who the creator is, remember that scripture cannot be broken. If you're in need of a good shepherd, scripture cannot be broken. Or if you wonder who has got death under control and whether Jesus rose from the dead, remember, scripture cannot be broken. Or perhaps you need some principles for your marriage, scripture cannot be broken. Or how you how you should... Uh, conduct yourself sexually, scripture cannot be broken. Or what should be your relationship to your government? Scripture cannot be broken. Or what your relationship should be to the people of God? Remember, scripture cannot be broken. Or if you want to understand where you come from, what your history is spiritually, scripture cannot be be broken. Or if you want to know what the great men and women of the past did and how they walked Remember, you're not the first. Scripture cannot be broken. So my gift to my grandchildren is a gift that is just as shiny and bright and powerful and effective as it ever was and it ever will be. Of interest, I thought that this concept was like throughout Scripture, and there's really only a few very vague uh, references to this. In other words, Jesus adds to the scripture by saying this. This is not a throwaway, even though it just seems like it in the fight that he's having with uh, the, the people of his day, where he says, scripture cannot be broken. So my gift to my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren in 500 years from now, and if the Lord wills, 5,000 years from now, is a gift that God has given to me and gave to my parents' generations and generations before that is this scripture that's a thousand years old or three thousand years old. It's more than a thousand; it has to be at least two thousand uh, or three thousand years old. But it's still effective. It's still working absolutely perfectly. There's not a dot of rust on it. Moth has not destroyed it. It is just as effective today 
as it was 3,000 years ago. So my gift to my grandchildren is that scripture cannot be broken.